Hello, and welcome to Stonebridge Community Church's online service. I am Pastor John, and this week I'm returning from study leave and vacation. And if you're watching the video online, you may notice that I took a vacation from shaving. So I hope you can look past that, though. I acknowledge I look a little scruffy right now, but it's summer. That's what we do in summer. This week, we're going to be focusing on the idea of sacred time. And looking at the fourth commandment in Exodus related to the Sabbath and seeing how might the truth underneath the Sabbath apply to us today. I look forward to our service and I am grateful that you have checked in with us, whether it's through the podcast or through the online, um, the YouTube service. It is good to be connected as God's people. This week, our scripture passage comes from the book of Exodus, chapter 20, verses 8 through 11. Hear the word of God. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. You shall not do any work. You, your son or your daughter, your male or female slave, your livestock or the alien resident in your towns. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, but rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and consecrated it. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And I invite you to join with me in prayer now. Let's pray that the Holy Spirit would open up these scriptures to us. Please pray with me. Lord, we come before this passage from Exodus, seeking to understand how you structured time, how you've structured our time. We come to this passage in the book of Exodus, seeking to understand your role in the creation of the world and how we can respond to the truth of this world. So Lord, we come to this passage in Exodus hoping to experience you, hoping to see your work more clearly, hoping to understand you better so that we can respond as your people. So speak to us now through the power of your scriptures. We ask this in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. During the COVID-19 pandemic that we've been living in, that we've been experiencing, that is sadly still persisting, all of us had our time restructured. There are very, very few of us who didn't have the way we experienced time, the way we used our time. There were very few of us who didn't have that changed dramatically. For, for many of us, our time became wide open. We all of a sudden found ourselves with more free time than we were used to. Social engagements were canceled or cut off. And not only that, but we found ourselves with more isolation, more separation. We were at home with families. We were at home with just a few close friends. We weren't going to work anymore. We found the way that we structured our time, it was changed. The things that we would use to fill in our time before the pandemic, all of a sudden, all of that got broken down. Our experience of time changed. In fact, there were a number of studies that they did during the pandemic about how people would experience time slightly differently. How in the pandemic, our whole experience of the concept of time, it changed. 
Now, though, we are starting to come out of this pandemic. And our time has been restructured and all of a sudden, things are going to start filling it in again. And we could just go back to what we did before the pandemic, but I think it'd be helpful for us to pause and to think about time, to think about how we use our time, how we structure our time, and to look at what the Bible has to say about time. In the Bible, there's this idea of sacred time. The Bible actually cares very much about how God's people use their time. And there's this idea of sacred time. The passage that I read, it's the fourth commandment. It's from the Ten Commandments when Moses goes up to Mount Sinai and gets those two tablets. We don't even know if there were two tablets, I don't think. But gets these tablets and walks down and on those tablets are the Ten Commandments. The, the ten central laws for the people of Israel. And the fourth one, it relates exclusively to time, to how time is used, to how time is structured for God's people. It's the Sabbath. The commandment is don't work on the Sabbath. Six days of the week, you structure your time by working. But on that seventh day, you are to rest. As one of God's people, you rest and you enter into sacred time. This idea of sacred time. That's the Sabbath. The famous Jewish writer, Abraham Joshua Heschel, he, he called the Sabbath a sanctuary in time. There, the, the, the physical sanctuary didn't matter as much as the sanctuary in time that the Sabbath created. So instead of going to a sacred place, when you reflected on the Sabbath, when you honor the Sabbath, you entered into a sacred time. And each week there that sanctuary in time was for you. The Bible cares very much about how time is used to the point that in the central laws for Israel, time is one of the first four subjects that it addresses. Now, with the Sabbath, while it is important, Jesus makes it clear that we as Christians, we're not bound to Sabbath laws. That those of us who follow Jesus, who didn't grow up in, in Jewish traditions or Jewish faith, we aren't bound to Sabbath laws. But I don't think that that means that the idea, the concept of sacred time, that it stops being important for us. This idea of sacred time, I think it is very important. And I think the Bible, it tells us some clues here in this passage about what it is that makes certain times sacred and other time not sacred. When you look at the fourth commandment, commandment here, when you look at the reason for the Sabbath, what we see here is the reasoning is that we work six days, we rest the seventh. But we do that because when God created the world, God took six days. And then on the seventh, God rested. This commandment in Exodus, it ties the Sabbath to creation, to what God did on creation. It ties the Sabbath back to the creation account that we see in Genesis chapter 1 where God takes six days to make everything in the world and on the seventh day rested. 
Now, if you look really closely at Genesis 1 and you compare Genesis 1 and the creation account of Genesis 1 that is referenced here in Exodus, if you compare that to other types of literature in the ancient world, and you look at some places in the Psalms as well, you get an understanding about this seventh day that God rested that isn't apparent at first. But when you dig deeper, you begin to realize that the way the six days of creation are structured in the seventh day, it's reflective of a, a conqueror. God performs all of this work, and it's really God conquering chaos, conquering the chaos that is in the world. God conquers all of that, brings order, brings structure into the world. And then when God rests on the seventh day, God is ascending to a throne. That's the imagery there. When God rests on the seventh day, it's not that God is just lounging around. God is seated upon the throne, over creation, overlooking it. There's all sorts of connections to Genesis 1 and to the temple where God lived. And the assumption is that on that seventh day when God went to rest, God entered into the, the, the temple of creation and is there reigning over it. That is a core part of the creation account. So, when we're looking here in Exodus chapter 20, and we see creation connected to the Sabbath, and the, the seventh day being the emphasis of it, I think we get a pretty clear clue here about what makes certain times sacred as opposed to other time. I think sacred time in the Bible it's when we have this recognition that God truly reigns over creation. Sacred time is when we set aside time to just remind ourselves of the truth that God is in control, that God is reigning over creation. That was the function of the Sabbath, was that when Israel was to rest, it was a display in trust in God. It was saying to God, I don't need to work seven days. You will take care of me. You will take care of our nation. You will take care of us. So we rest. And on that day, we acknowledge you are the one who is on the throne. Your commandments are the ones that are important. Your way of living life that you've structured for us, that is the best way. And the Sabbath was there to structure every single week so that there was that sacred time, so that the people of Israel would be reminded that God was king. And they could respond appropriately to that truth. Structuring our time in a way that responds to the truth of the world is incredibly important. Not just for Christians so we can be Christians, but just for our, our health just so that we're actually engaging with the world as God created it. And acknowledging this truth of sacred time and accepting this invitation that God gives us of honoring sacred time. I think that it's more for our benefit than anything else. When I was around 20 years old, I think it was, 20, 21 years old, I had my first panic attack. 
you may know what panic attacks are. You may have heard the phrase panic attack, but basically what a panic attack is, is when for no real reason, no physical reason, I shouldn't say real reason, for no physical reason, a person's body begins having a fight or flight response. And all this adrenaline starts pumping through your body. There's no physical danger, though. It's more concerns from the past, more repressed issues. And all of a sudden, though, this adrenaline starts pumping through your body, but there's no outlet for it. Your hands go tingly. They start getting numb. Um, For me, my face started to get numb. My legs would start to get numb. And you feel like you want to go and just lift a car up, but there's no physical danger, so you don't know what to do with all of this adrenaline. This happened to me my first time when I was 20 years old. And I went and saw a therapist for this. And the therapist, at first, just to help me in the immediate response to the panics, taught me some basic little sayings or mantras or things that I can do. And one of the things that he taught me was to just start saying to myself over and over again, I'm not going to die today. I'm not going to die today. And in the midst of these panic attacks, I would pause and I would just take some time to remind myself of that truth. That whatever it was I was feeling, I was not in immediate danger. It sounds ridiculous and it's a funny little phrase, but it really helped me. In the midst of this panic, in the midst of responding inappropriately to the world around me, I would just repeat this true phrase over and over again. And over a matter of a few minutes, it would work. I would start calming down. The adrenaline would stop flowing. And I could return back to the truth of the world. I think that that's what honoring sacred time does for us. It pulls us back into the reality of the world as it actually exists. When we honor the sacred time, when we put periods of time in our lives, when we structure our time in a way that we have these moments that remind us that God is on the throne, that God is ruling, that God is in control, when we take time out of our days to remind us of that truth, it helps us respond to the world accurately. It helps us to embrace the world as it actually is, instead of just continuing to live lives where we're panicked. Now, I want to be very, very clear here. If you have panic attacks, uh, a Sabbath is not going to fix that. There's other issues to deal with. Um, This isn't like I'm saying that this is a cure for um, panic attacks. It might help, but that's not how it works. This isn't a substitute for I'm working with a professional to help you with with dealing with panic attacks. I'm using this as a metaphor here. We live lives that are structured for us. Before the pandemic, we lived lives where they were just filled up with so many different things that we were just going from place to place to place to place. And that idea of sacred time, I think it's been lost. I don't think it's something that our culture teaches us to honor. We've abandoned it. And it doesn't have to be a Sabbath day, but carving out some time 
where we are actively reminding ourselves, God is reigning over this world. God is actually in charge. We remind ourselves of that truth. I think it reorients us and it pulls us back into line with the truth of the world and it helps us respond appropriately in our own lives as Jesus's followers. So yes, we've had this pandemic and our whole experience of time has been restructured for us. What I'd encourage all of us to do is to not just go back to what it was before. I mean, we can't. The world's going to be different after this whole pandemic. But for us as Jesus's followers, one of the simplest things we can do is to be aware of our time, to not just let it be filled up with all the stuff it was filled up with before, but be aware of how we structure it and make sure right now that we block out some of our time to do the things that remind us of the truth that God reigns over creation, to do the things that tie us into the, one of the purposes of the Sabbath, which was to remind us that God is the creator, that God only needed six days and then rested. So only six days and then resting, that's, that's a good pattern for us as well. Having sacred time structured into our week, that is a good pattern for us as well. Don't just let everything else fill up your time again. But honor sacred time. Accept the invitation that God gives each and every one of us. Embrace it. And let's live in the truth that God reigns over this creation. In the name of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.
Friends, it will be easy to let your time be structured for you yet again. It will be easy to go back to what life was like before the pandemic and just revert back to what was normal. But before we do that, may we recognize that God offers us this gift of sacred time. May we embrace that gift. May we remember that God rules over creation. And may you live in that truth. In the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and love of the Father. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, go in peace, friends. Amen.